Hey, what's up, my addicts and alkies? This is Ed. This is Matthew. Welcome to our first episode of the Raw, Rough, Real Recovery podcast. Um, you know, we're just getting started. It's our first episode. We really don't know what we're doing. There's really uh, no like specific direction. All we know is that we want to talk about our experiences uh, in addiction and recovery. Uh, Matt and I are roommates at a sober living house. Uh, here in the desert of Southern California and uh, you know we've been uh, getting to know each other over the last uh, uh, couple months How, Matt you've been here like uh, two months two months right yeah, yeah two months I've been here a little bit over two months uh, and uh, we were we were roomed up together and we just have a super cool connection he's a cool dude he's a lot younger than I am and we have these deep conversations every time you know we find ourselves just talking about my experience and his experience and, and kind of like, you know, what, what we're at right now, you know, so today uh, we just kind of decided to start this podcast. Matt took me out to dinner because it was my birthday yesterday. Birthday. I turned 38. I'm like an old man now, but I feel <laughs> young inside, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm just like, you know, getting to know who I am in, in my recovery. Um, you know, I guess, uh, Matt, let's start off with you a little bit, man. Tell us about like, you know... Uh, how old you are, you know, yeah. let the listeners know, um, All right. you know, how, how much clean time you have and, and kind of like, you know, what was, what, what were you up to today and just kind of like, let's see, let, let's, let's get this flow going on this All podcast. Right. Well, thank you for having, you know, for, you know, doing this with me, doing this podcast, you know, I think this is going to be a great opportunity, a great thing to do for both of us and uh first of all i want to say happy birthday to you yeah Ed. thanks man. that's awesome man 38 man Shit. two more years to you 40 bro. Ah, don't tell me that man <laughs> don't remind me man don't remind me but hey it's part of life man like, we yeah, grow up and we but, live and we learn you know um yeah. so yeah and you're sober yes so that's go. the important part you know what I'm but um yeah so guys i am 22 years old i am i am in the desert uh southern california area um I uh, went to, uh, you know, relapse is a part of my story. Uh, I've been to uh, five, six actually uh, residential treatments, uh, 12 detoxes, and, um, you know. Um, Damn, you're racking them up. These yeah, dude. Times, yeah. And you're only 22, bro? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Come I on, know, man. man. Hey, all right, so be, before we continue, man, as, as you can see, you know, we're, we're a little kind of nervous about kind of talking into the mic and, and kind of just getting the feel of it. So we just ask that you kind of bear with us and, and, and you know, kind of stick around because I think, you know, once we get into the flow of the conversations like we mm. have without recording it, I mean, Matt and I go deep. We get in deep, we get in real, mm -hmm. we get in rough, we get in raw, you know what I'm saying? saying and, and i share it like it is uh matt's a little shy still you know what i'm saying and you know kind of getting to, to open up but i think oh, this yeah. is gonna be good for us you know what I'm saying because the well, when he does give me feedback you know even though he's only 22 he's got some deep thought and i can tell his brain is working listening to what i'm saying because like like he said i'm almost 40 dude and yeah. i've been stuck in my fucking addiction for for a good minute you know what i'm saying i started yeah. i personally started my my activity um with uh you know using uh, drugs and alcohol since the age of 13 you know, when I first smoked marijuana, marijuana for the first time okay. but alcohol has mm -hmm. been around in my life the whole time I'm a first generation immigrant uh, from Mexico you know what I'm saying um, 
um, our family, uh, you know, uh, the, the disease of alcoholism uh, runs within my family, uh, you know, with the extension of, of my father's disease and, 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 and what it entails. And it's like, you know, it's, it's part of it, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like a lot of the stuff that goes on uh, in, in addiction, you know, it, it encompasses a family, our upbringings, you know, sometimes it's generational. Um, you know, saying so, so you know, as we continue on this little journey of sharing our experiences with you guys, um, you know, just kind of bear with us as we get comfortable talking to you guys. You know, I, I could see Matt's trying to be like all like fucking CNN and shit, you know, talking <laughs> into the mic, you know what I'm saying? But I think it's, it's part of it, you know, it's, it's who he is, you know, I, I like it, you know what I'm saying? But anyways, and just also, wanted to guys, jump in there real quick. And um, guys, you know, feel free to give us our feedback, you know, give us feedback of what you guys think of the episode, you know, so we're learning, you know, it's yeah. a new experience for us. So we'd love to hear you guys' feedback. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, comment, let us know. All right, love anyway, so back to it. Back so to six, 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 six uh, treatment centers, right? So, yes. so, all right, so we're where are you at right now? You know what I'm saying? That's a great question. Um, right now, I am at the sober living with you. Yeah, well, yeah, roommate. of course. But like, but, um, you know, in, in your recovery, mind, the, in the, recovery. the mind, your All emotions, right, so, you know. Yeah, so, like, so, you know. So, so, so pick, with, pick that fear, that. with that fear of um, constantly going to treatments and constantly going to detoxes, you know, you always have that fear of like, is this going to be it? You know, is this finally going to be it? And, you know, the, the real answer is you don't know. I don't sure. know. I'll never know, but what I do know is every day that I wake up, I will try and I will, yeah. I will fight for sobriety, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, so anyways, where I'm at today, I, I did 60 days in treatment, residential treatment, and um, this was my first time into sober living, you know? So you Sweet. are my first roommate, which nice. is... Uh, you know, I didn't have a lot to go off of, so you know, I guess you you're the only yeah, thing boy, I got. It's, no, I'm it's, just kidding. It's my first, no, my first sober living too, bro. So yeah. I think we popped our, our, our sober living cherries uh, with one another. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah dude. Um, right on, dude. All right, so so six um, six rehabs, detoxes, or whatever. Yes. First time in sober living, um, and uh, and so what what's different today uh, with this treatment center, and you know. It, including the sober living experience that you're now living in mm -hmm. real time like what how, how does it feel different today than the past and the other stuff you know what i'm saying well, i'm glad you asked me that question actually because you know my counselor at the time in residential <laughs> treatment asked me and you know i i am i'm a very honest person and while i was in treatment i didn't know and that i didn't know at the time and um i think it was due to you know when when I was in treatment, I was barely getting myself back, right? But today I can finally answer that question is, you know, what's different this time is I went per, I went into treatment. I went and I wanted the help. I seek the help, yeah. you know? It wasn't, you know, my parents, yeah, all those other times that I went was my parents. Like, oh, you should go, you know, or my sister or like a friend, you know? It wasn't or my Or the judge, thing. right? Yeah, it was the judge, <laughs> you know? Course, it was yeah. everything else yeah. but me until this last time I went into residential yeah. treatment, I called in, I did the thing, and I did the deal, you know, and I wanted to further my sobriety, and that's why I decided to go into sober living, and I think, um, mm -hmm. I think that's what it takes, you know, I cool. think you really got to do want it for yourself, and I see that yeah. today, because, um, you, you know, there, there are times where, you know, I, I did it for other people, but that can only last so long in my eyes, and what I did, because I always, it always didn't work, and I always wanted to relapse, because I knew mm -hmm. in the back of my head, what I, I didn't really want the sobriety, you know, and yeah. now I do. And so it's a good feeling. And I think that's the best answer I can. What about you? Yeah, well, you know, with me, I'm like I said, I'm 38 years old, knocking on 40. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I've been, I've been, uh, 
it's my first time in treatment uh, in an actual facility that I had to do, uh, you know, recovery in. Um, although my attempts to, uh, you know, stop using uh, and drinking mm. uh, go back to 2017 where I, you know, learned the concept of the program, quote unquote, of recovery. Yeah. Um, you know, I did an outpatient um, program for six months in uh, um, uh, in Orange County, uh, Southern California. Uh, and, uh, you know, like, again, just like you, like, yeah. I wasn't necessarily, like, now that I look back on it, I wasn't necessarily ready to stop, you know? I wanted mm-hmm. to, you know, calm my mom down, calm my sister down, mm-hmm. uh, in a sense, try to get my ex-wife back, which, you know, we're, we're not together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of and like we'll calm the water. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll get into that story later because, you know, it, it got pretty, pretty, it got pretty uh, intense for lack of a better word. Raw. Uh, and raw, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've, I've, I've had this internal desire to like stop using and drinking since like 2017, but it wasn't okay. until November 15th of 2020 that I finally uh, was like, I need to check right myself on, into to a treatment center. Yeah. And, and I did, you know what I'm saying? I I, I had a, uh, I guess, just a, a moment of, of defeat, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I felt like I was going crazy. Oh, I know that. Um, my personal drug of choice with meth- methamphetamines, you know, meth, you know, the pookie, the fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a, you know, the, you can call me a tweaker, you know what I mean? You get, me everything, too. you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but, you know, even though since the age of 13, you know, I tried marijuana, I tried, you know, of course, alcohol. Uh, I was always a pothead, you know what, what I'm age saying? did you start your first alcohol? So, uh, so I mean, it, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm Mexican, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just like Mexican parties, there's always alcohol. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, for some reason, the Mexican or you, you can you can broaden that group you, to say the Latinos in general, you know, celebrate everything and anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nine times out of ten, uh, there's got to be alcohol, whether it's a baptism, whether it's a quinceanera, whether it's a yeah. wedding, whether it's a funeral, whether if it's a Mexico plane versus USA. So what you're or saying, you're USA is surrounded USA. Yeah, it's constantly, you know, okay. and then again, my, my dad was an alcoholic. Um, okay. And today he still is. Even though he doesn't drink anymore, the behavior, still, the mindset, he doesn't work the program, he's never been, uh, you know, I mean, he's been to the rooms mm. of AA uh, as a result of, you know, the court uh, order situation in his, his mm. activity. Uh, but, you know, the, the disease still resides within our family nucleus. Um, so, okay. I know, think I can relate to you on some of those topics. Yeah, no, absolutely. You shared that. You, you shared that, yeah. that experience. So, um, you know, it, it was my first time in actual, like, uh, in, you know, inpatient rehab. Um, although my particular experience is somewhat different uh, than the norm of what kind of you went through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I went to a Spanish-speaking only rehab center out here right. in the desert uh, where the minimum uh, required time of recovery was three months. Okay. Um, but, okay. you know, while there, I began to understand the magnitude of my disease. So, you know, three months turned into six, six months turned okay. into a year. So I did just a little so bit you over did a, whole, one year. a whole year in recovery, bro. Wow. Um, and in this center, dude, I mean, I dove deep into what was my disease. You know what I'm saying? First yeah. and foremost, I finally accepted uh, that I was an alcoholic, that I was an addict. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Even though alcohol per se wasn't the, what, what took me to, 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 to the breaking point, the behavior and the mindset of an alcoholic has always been there even before I made contact yeah. with substances as a result of, of my father's disease. Uh, because you know the the neurosis the the, the, the 
neuro neurosis the neurosis, neurosis. And, and and just the neurotic behavior mm. that an alcoholic displays in the family uh you know it, it carries over to the kids you know what i'm saying yeah. and i remember being a kid like you know having you know uh parties family parties and my dad would get belligerent drunk mm. and he causes a scene and we'd have to go home early or the fights at home with my mom and shit like mm. that because he'd get like super drunk and you know he, he gets all these you know his issues start you know showing out and bleeding out mm. um so that 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 kind of became normal for me man yeah. you know that like living that lifestyle i remember as a kid you know like when my dad would drink you know i'd be afraid you know what i'm saying there was like this kind of like yeah, fear that would set in like is he gonna cause a scene mm -hmm. you know is he gonna is he gonna try to beat my mom up yeah. are we gonna have to call the cops on him mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's like shit you know but it's like nonetheless you like still had his you had his tiptoe around yeah him. exactly you know tiptoe yeah. around him you know when he was drunk and shit like that um you know so so uh my particular experience like you know i've come to understand now after the 12 months in rehab where it was it was pretty intensive bro you know six meetings yeah. a day wow. um one one of them was a study meeting uh the other one was a um uh, uh, uh book meeting uh, and the rest were just group therapy uh, and then, of course, the counseling sessions, the one-on-ones with the sponsors, uh, a lot of uh, unity-type uh, events with other sister rehab centers uh, nice. throughout the states. Um, and if and, you don't mind me asking, when you guys did that with the sister states, what did you guys do? Uh, well, I mean, that's, I mean that, um, that could be a whole episode, you know what I'm saying, okay, at a later so date. But in, short, but in short, like, so the rehab center that I was at, is, it's, all, um, it's part of the, the I guess, quote-unquote, chain uh, called Jovenes which is okay. actually uh, the Spanish word for uh, the youth. Okay. Um, so um, Jovenes is, is, a, is a rehab center um, that uh, you know, focuses on the primary first three steps only. You okay. don't go beyond the, the, the steps. And it's, it's AA-based. You know, they, they, they're under the AA, I guess, uh, program of recovery. Okay. Even though it was drugs that took me to um, you know, my, my rock bottom, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, the message of recovery resonated with me most at that oh, time with, with AA. Uh, although now I am part of the NA fellowship as well, because mm -hmm. I want to broaden my understanding of what recovery is, you know? So, you know, you go through the big book, um, you know, you learn the first three steps, you know, you, you work them. Um, but my personal experience was uh, so intensive that, you know, we were encouraged, uh, we were guided to like dive into the past, bro. And oh, really wow. begin addressing the issues uh, that fucked me up as a kid. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That I ended up using and drinking over. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and it's like, you, you know, some of the stuff that I lived as a kid, like, I was using and drinking, trying to forget. Yeah. So I get to rehab and they tell me that, hey, you got to relive this to, you know, liberate yourself from it yeah. uh, in order to progress and release the resentment against my father for his alcoholism. The shit that happened to me as a kid, you know what I'm saying? The fears, mm -hmm. the insecurities... All that fucking web of like crazy psychological shit that takes yeah. place in an addict mind, dude. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, um, fast forward, you know, a year later, I'm out. Uh, you know, I I got into sober living because I understand the magnitude of my disease and I want to be in a recovery atmosphere uh, for another year as well. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm excited, um, you know, to share right that experience as we kind of grow this, I guess, this podcast, this podcast and and these episodes um you know we're going to be sharing you know about our jobs our day-to-day -day living 
you know, the ups and downs, the emotions. Uh, yep. you know, I, I know you, man, need to be very excited because you're just about to start a new job on Monday. Yes, I am. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, walk us through a little bit the last, like, like several days about, like, how you've been dealing with some of, like, the emotions and shit of, like, you know, trying to get this job and, mm. and like, how do you go? Because that's part of it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Usually, it is. You know, we get out of treatment. Yeah. Uh, we, we either go into sober living or we, you know, we mm-hmm. go back home one or two. And the, the next thing is to try to integrate back into society, which means, like, try to get a job or something. Yes. Or go back to school, you know? Mm-hmm. So you went the job route. So, like, you know, walk us through. Let it, like, how it go down for you, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, yeah, so... Um... All right, so yeah, I um, so yeah, it kind of starts with you know how I even landed in the sober living, you know, because uh, that's where it all started, you know. I went to, I went to treatment out here in the Desert Hot Springs, and um, once I got out, they uh, sent me to this near sober living, and um, let's say um, well, well, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay, we just went to dinner though. All Which, right. by the way, you know, thank you for dinner. It's my yeah, birthday dinner. Denny's was fucking great. You can never go wrong with Denny's. All right. Um, Hell yeah. So, so let, let's talk about let's talk about that little experience you had prior to getting into the sober living, where you slept okay. in your car what we for a night. What we talking about? Yeah, we so, talked okay, about let's get dinner. real about it because right, I mean, you know real. what I'm saying. All we're right. we're about to get real right now, okay? Because I you know like, I I'm sitting right. here where I'm sitting on my bed in, in our room. Matt's sitting in his bed because you know it's it's two two guys per room. We're sharing beds, don't worry. No, no, just yeah, don't worry. Yeah. We're, not, we're, not, we're not sharing the same bed, but we share the same room. Yeah. But anyway, so so it's like, um, you know, he was at the rehab center, um, and then yes. all of a sudden you weren't, and you needed to find a place to live. Yes. Uh, but there was a stint of like, you know, a little bit of like uh, turmoil, uh, like uh, you were unsure of where to go, you you were kind of kicked yeah. out, right, a little bit, yeah. you know, like, yep. you know, so, I mean, is... we gotta get raw and real, bro, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so, so um, t- tell us what happened, just uh, give it give it to them like you gave it to me already. Yeah, so guys, you know, um, Matt's not perfect, you know, and uh, I'm far from it, you know, and I, I have my mistake. I make mistakes, and as long as I grow from them, that's what's that's what counts and you know um yeah i was at a sober living and uh i stayed there about a month and um let's just say i didn't make it that long not because i relapsed yeah but it was be due to um i guess trying to you know stay within the confines of of the yeah the rules rules, right yeah the rules and um Remember, remember guys like you know step one of recovery it's like uh we were powerless over alcohol and drugs and our lives had become unmanageable and our lives become unmanageable because we're 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 unmanageable people. Our yeah. minds are unmanageable. We we don't like rules. We don't like to be you know to, told what to do. Um, you know, and it's it's hard to kind of make that adjustment from the get go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, let's just say the rules you didn't quite yeah. follow, right? And I mean, so you know, and you know, I'm not shading anyone, but uh, you know. The sober living manager, he he was, you know, not the nicest, but it's all right. Anyways, I ended up getting kicked out of there, guys. And um, let's just say, you know, um, that's where the leap of faith came in, you know. I didn't know what to do. I was I was sad and, and just, I was, you know, I was, uh, let's say, um, you know, I, I had no idea. It was, like, kind of unexpected because I just had, actually, you know, that weekend that I was supposed to leave... Uh, I had plans to go to San Francisco to take care of some um, some situations, you know, happened with my sister. And so I had it all planned out. You know, I took off work. I just took off, you know, um, time without patience. So everyone knew about it. But that Friday, I was supposed to leave up there to San Fran. Nope, didn't work out. You know, I had to, um, unfortunately, I got kicked out that day. 
And, um, you know, um, I, I, this was a new city for me, so it's not like I can be like, oh, hey, buddy, I didn't know anyone here at the time, so I had to go back to my using grounds. And I don't know about you guys, but for me, my city was the hardest, you know? When I go back to my city, that's, like, the hardest, you know, to do. To it's not doing yeah, the connects are close yeah, by. Yeah, and so... You know, the family's <clears throat> close by, the codependencies, the everything. enabling, everything is all there, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so, so you opted in to go back home, um, and tell us how it was. Like, how, like what, I mean, was yeah, the struggle was real? Was it real? Yeah, like, honestly, like, what, what were you what, feeling? Um, what were you so thinking? So that weekend, oh, well, on my way home, you know... I was driving home and I didn't know what to think. You know, I thought I was going to relapse. I really did, you know, but I knew if I, you know, believed that everything was going to be okay, it would. Yeah. Um, and the thing was, you know, like, uh, I had called, I called, um, one of my sponsors, I called my sponsor at the time, you know, I was like, Hey, you know what? Um, I told him the situation, what I just told you guys. And I was like, Hey, I need you to talk to me on the way home. And he was like, all right, cool. And he did, you know, we talked and, um, you know, I was like, you know, I need to find other sober living. So by the time I got home, I got done. I was like, I told him I got there because my thing is, is I needed someone to talk to on the way from leaving my sober living to my house because I'm the type of person, I'm the type of addict where I, um, <clears throat> my, um, I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm almost home. Knowing I'm at the Connects house, picking up, you know. <laughs> I'll, be there, I'll be there in five minutes. I'll be there in five minutes. You know, I'm getting in my car. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting in my, my car. I'm at the red light. <laughs> I'm almost there. You know. Oh wait, I had to get gas. I can make those excuses. You know. But this time, I wanted it to be different. I needed it to be different. You know, because I didn't want. I felt like you know, I'm tired of playing the poor me. I need a solution, and the solution is, is trying to find where else to live. And I know for me, I couldn't live in my hometown. And so, I, um, you know, uh, the, the uh, job that I was working at, uh-huh. it so happened that uh, he was an owner, he's the owner of a sober living. Oh, sweet. It worked right, out right, amazing, right? right? And right. that's how I found this place. I called him up and I told him my situation. He uh-huh. was super understandable. And, um, you know, I think it was easier that I was working with him, too. So, um, he said, you know, do the application, talk to, you know, management, Cynthia, super cool girl. And um, I met her, you know, actually, you know what? She said, um, come the next day. I said, all right. Came up there. She said, all right, you have to do that application. And all right, so like, re- hold on. So before the next day, though, right? Yeah. Like you, uh, so I, you know, I, w- I want people to hear like the realness about No, how yeah, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting right, there. Right, because but, I drove up there to do the application, right? And so um, she says, okay, it's going to take 24 to 48 hours to process she said yeah. don't worry though like if you don't have anything on your background it should pass and i'm like all right yeah and you know i didn't have too much at the time you know so i, I had a, like a good 75 to 80 percent chance that it would but the problem was is i didn't want to go back to my home ground yeah. or my home city because i just left you know for the weekend you know i freaking i i tried real hard and that was hard for me for my first time going back to my hometown and not using yeah that was a big deal for me and you know, and her saying, you know, everything might work out. I just have to wait 24 to 48 hours. I did the best thing that at the time thought reasonable, you know, yeah. so I slept in my car. And um, for the I sake of not going back to the For same the sake day. of not relapsing and yeah. going back to my hometown. And you know what? Thinking about it, I think that was the best decision I made at that time. And I am today happy with that decision because I can sit here and say I'm still clean from that decision, you know? And, um, that's real shit, you know? And, um, 
I'm sure, you know, like, and those are just some of the shit we go through. Yeah, you know? well, I mean, there's common and, ground, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, Because, like, we, I share the similar thing, you know, like, in my, in my, even though I was there in my rehab for oh, like yeah, a year, that's right. uh-huh. you know what I'm saying, a little past a year, I was, like, a week away from, like, you know, at this rehab facility, they, they give you, like, an exit meeting, and everybody shares their experiences with living with you and what you've been through. Uh, because you meet people that stay, you know what I'm saying, at the rehab yeah. facilities. And you get to, to know them, and you share experiences, good ones and bad ones. Um, you know, and, and I got sidetracked because this, this particular um, rehab center that I was at was co-ed. Even though there was a lot of rules in place, you know, we slept mm. in different quarters. Um, you know, uh, there was, uh, there was uh, independent sessions with women uh, and, and the men separately. But the majority uh-huh. of the time, I want to say 80% of the recovery process, including group therapies, was mm-hmm. co-ed. You know wow. what I'm saying? It was co-ed. So, you know, you, you meet girls... Um, and you know, they're, you're in close quarters, you're confined to only them and you get to know them. And of course, you know, you develop crushes and shit like that. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 in my experience, you know, developed a codependency with one. I got, you know, asked to leave, um, mm. by violating, uh, one of the rules, which was like spending, uh, too much time, uh, with one female, um, I guess, co-inhabitor. Okay. Um, uh, more, more than, more than allowed, and uh, so we both were asked to leave, oh. and it, I, I was already, I had already gotten the green light from my sponsor and my counselor uh, to begin uh, looking for a place to live. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, I was already about four, almost five months into the last phase of okay. my recovery program, which included a work program that I got out. I was allowed to leave uh, the rehab center, go work, and come back uh, to the rehab facility. Oh, okay, so you were on. at the finishing. Yeah, I was. I was, I was like literally recovery. at the finish. I could see the 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 red tape finish line with the crowd, the balloons, okay. you know, the camera yeah. interview me because they crossed the finish line. You know what I'm saying? But um, but I fucking tripped and and fell short, and they're like, no, you're disqualified. You know, um, and, and, and you have to you have to leave. Um, and what did you like do from there? So, all right. So I was already looking for a place to live, right? You know, I was already looking for a place to live. I was, you know, looking on Craigslist, on Rumi. Uh, and the places that did call me back to, to you know, give me an, uh, you know, an opportunity to submit an application yeah. or to meet the people that were either renting a room or an apartment, uh, like either smoked weed um, or grew weed or like had parties on the weekends and, and they were... Um, you know, they drink alcohol, which is fine, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. to each their own. But I, at this point, understand that I am, I can't be around that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because for starters, like, I was a pothead even before I was a meth head. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I smoked weed all day, every day for a very long time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I needed to smoke weed to smoke weed. Type <laughs> thing. You know, so it's, it's uh, it, you know, being around cannabis, even though it's legal now in California, and, and it's very, I guess, socially acceptable, uh, and it's medicinal, um, and it's pretty much everywhere throughout. Like I, I now understand that I can no longer, uh, you know, partake in any uh, use of substance that takes me out of my emotions. That includes weed, alcohol, meth, pills. I'm the same way. You know, yeah. everything and anything that, that alters my emotional state of mind, I can no longer, um, you know, use because uh, because, it, because I once I once I start, I can't stop. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And even though even though meth was what took me to. Um, you know, I guess my rock bottom and my, my breaking point, mm-hmm. um, yeah, go ahead and, and, and puff your, uh, your, your, your bait, bro. Uh, okay. Hey, again, this is raw, raw, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, we just, we're, we're getting comfortable. Getting comfortable. Um, so even though, even though like meth was the, what, what took me to break, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, anything that I begin using, I just don't stop. 
I can't stop. You know, with weed, the same thing. If I start same. smoking a joint today, you know, it, may, it might be just one, you know, one joint today, and then maybe two tomorrow, and then yeah. you know, I'm just like smoking all day, every day, waking big. You know, if I could smoke my sleep, I probably would. <laughs> you know? But but I can't. Yeah. You know, and and ultimately, you know, so so in my experience, right? So I get kicked out of this of this facility. Um, and, and, and it wasn't like, oh, you get kicked out, but they're like, sorry, you can't finish. You, you can't stay here anymore. Okay. Um, and, and I was like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? And, and I was, yeah. I was, I was close to moving into, um, you know, a place where this guy grew weed, uh, and it was, it was, it was low rent. Um, at this point, you know, I was already making a little, a little bit of money. Okay. I had the money for a place. I just didn't want to get right into a place. And that was probably the best choice I made was to staying in my car. I stayed in my truck for a few days, um, parking at the uh, 24-hour OES Fitness uh, nearby so I can use okay. a shitter and fucking take a shower in the mornings, go to work. Yeah. Uh, but that was to the best decision I've had. But I think in my personal experience, I had to kind of, you know, you know, I think I stayed in my truck for like four or five days, right? Mm -hmm. um, and the fifth day, I was getting a little frustrated. I was getting overwhelmed. Uh, I was getting a little scared too, man. Fear. Yeah. Fear is a big part of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I was afraid because I was already having these thoughts about maybe hitting up the cannabis shop and, mm -hmm. and getting a little edible or something. Um, I did stay in a hotel room the first night I got kicked out. Mm -hmm. um, and I just felt so uncomfortable, bro. Because yeah. in my activity, in my addiction, bro, like motels was a place to start off, you that know, you're going the, the, the weekend. You know what I'm saying? And the weekend turned yeah. into two weekends. And, you know, all of a sudden, I'm, like, bunkered up in a motel room for weeks on end, you know. Yeah. Smoking it's kind of like your hometown. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, even though I'm not in my home turf, just the mere fact that I went to a motel, mm -hmm. like, took me thing. back. Took me back, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like, fuck, you know what I'm saying? I was, like, I was, I was like, really, like, I, I fell into this kind of, like, emotional... Uh, instability for a night and I was scared um, I was a little bit irritated at myself I was frustrated mm -hmm. uh, luckily you know I didn't relapse uh, because I, all that that experience did for me was like rely on God and I was like fuck man I, I have to you need to help me out bro you know and when I say bro I mean God you know what I'm yeah. I was like you need to help me out uh, you know please please you know keep me safe uh, take these thoughts away from me you know mm -hmm. please you know clear my heart uh, and sure enough, you know what I'm saying, went to bed that night, uh, woke up the next day, checked out, went to work, and I was like, you know what, fuck, fuck the hotels, I'm just going to stay in my truck, mm. and I know that um, I'm going to find a place, I'm going to find a place, and then, and then, you know, again, you know, me trying to do my will, uh, you know, have my intellect trying to get me through it, when in mm -hmm. reality, the whole point of that experience was for me to, like, you know, bend my knees and, and, and ask God to be like, hey, man, yeah, help me out. Take me where you know I need to be. Yeah. You know, because I want to do this right this time. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost hope. 40 years old. I don't want to relapse. I don't want to go back to the old lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, an emotional breakdown on the fourth, fifth day in my truck outside of a Starbucks. Um, you know, and, 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 and I was crying. Um, you know, I was overwhelmed. I was scared. Uh, and all I did was pray to God. And I said, you know, please just, you know, place me where, where you know I need to be. Um, mm. and sure enough, the next day, you know, Cynthia, uh, again, you know, Cindy, she's a great, she's a great girl. Yeah, she is. Um, you know, I replied to the ad on, on Craigslist for Sober Living. Um, she sent me the application. I, you know, she, she submitted it. Um, uh, you know, same thing, 24 hours that fifth day, uh, you know, slept in my car one, one last night and I was like, you know, I, I pray that everything goes through, you know, um, the little insecurities of, of, you know, 
uh, my record not being uh, the cleanest, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. was gonna a little get, bit. yeah come up come up or something. Mm-hmm. But no, by the grace of God, the next day she called me, said you're approved, you can move in, and 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 I was in the following day, man. And here we are, um, and here we are, you know. And I was super super grateful that I had to live that experience. Uh, because and then like you said you too me staying in my car was the best choice that kept me sober through that little time period mm-hmm. uh, and super grateful that I even had a car to stay in yeah. you know because some people don't even have that some man don't. some people don't even have that and and I was you know Real I was super grateful and you know I was alone in the room for 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 a day or two then a mm-hmm. new guy came in uh, I think Dave was his name was in here for a few days but then you know didn't make it through because a lot of people. You know, everybody has their own experience. Everybody does mm-hmm. things differently. Mm-hmm. And he was just in here for a few days because there is rules here. There's rules we need to follow. There's chores we need to do. There's meetings we need to go to, adhere to. And that just wasn't his, his cup of tea, which to each their own. You know what I'm saying? But then you came along, bro. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, all here jolly and you know, all happy go-to. You know what I'm oh. saying? And uh, and we started having these great fucking conversations. Yeah, you know we started saying? having these great, these great conversations, rough, deep conversations. Yeah. And, yeah. you know... We just, you know, decided, you know, we already have these conversations. Why not have a podcast going? Why not? Man? So you guys can listen to. And this so. is on the fly, too, man. Even this episode here. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, again, you know, I, I reiterate, like I did at the beginning, uh, it's it's our first episode. Um, we're just kind of getting getting into these talks, I think, over the next, uh, you know, hopefully over the next few episodes, we'll, we'll have a little bit more of a flow. I don't know. We're thinking about doing, like, specific topics, maybe, to kind of yeah. add a little bit of structure to it. Um, if you guys dig the 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 realness of this, you know, feel free and reach out to us, man. Like, Let us know. We, you know, we want to talk to people that are just like fresh in recovery, that's got a few days clean out of rehab, um, or barely stepping into a sober living. Um, let us know if you're scared or, or if we can give you a little bit of, of guidance on how we went, you know, how we're yeah. going. Even if it's just like, you know, a, a day or two uh, ahead of you, you know, that's like a day or two that could be useful for you guys uh, in your journey of recovery, man. Because you guys know that fucking lifestyle sucks, man. You know, yeah, it's just it like, does. I mean, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. And, and I'm sure some of you can agree with me, like, uh, I, at least with me. And I can only speak for myself. Like, I, I, I love doing drugs. I love smoking dope, bro. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, we all it, love doing drugs. It, it's it, what, what I didn't love in the end was the consequences. Mm. The craziness, the psychosis, the talking to fucking myself, the seeing shadows, the engaging in, <clears throat> in promiscuous behavior that I thought I never would. And that's a whole, you know, that's an episode that's for another time. Yeah. We're going to get real about where my addiction took me. And that shit is and fucking that's what raw. We but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, you know, add a... Uh, uh, an, an explicit sign on, on those episodes yes. because we're we're gonna get real and rough because you guys know where addiction takes you especially at the tail end of your activity when you have no money uh you when you have no place to stay uh when all you want to do is get doped up get high you're willing to do anything and anyone for that dope or for that hit or for that cash to get a motel mm. room you know you guys know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying? So mm. it, it, it's what it is. It's it's real, and I think that's real. the stuff that I, you know, I have yet to come across on all these podcasts that are out there that speak uh, uh, about sobriety. So I think uh, you know may, maybe it's gonna help you guys, you know, create a little bit of conscious connection uh, and, and help you, um, you know, move forward. You know what I'm saying? And release yourself from that. Release the shame. Release the yeah. embarrassment. By us sharing uh, what we've been through, you know? Yeah, and seeing where you guys are at in your guys' life, you know, as we tell our stories and our, our journey. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I will say this, you know, um, while I was in rehab, I um, I heard this 
one um, statement. It says, we give up everything for that one thing. When we can, when we can literally, literally, if we give up that one thing, we gain everything back. And it's really that simple. That's deep, bro. It's that simple, you know, but you know, our addict minds make it so difficult. And I think you had mentioned that to me and, you know, and I think that's why it made me realize that topic because I did remember that topic once you told me that, Mm -hmm. you know, we make it in our, we make it these things like in our head, like these problems are so hard or like, you know, the, you know, if it's even right there, you know, like if it's the answer's right there, we, we overthink it. I overthink it. And I'm like, mm, maybe it's, you know, that's a little too easy. I don't know, you know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, and that's what we'll get into, you know, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I think the best thing that I'm gonna love about this podcast is how real we get and, you know, where this journey takes us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But tell me one thing, bro. What's that one answer? thing? Are you going to be able to get over talking like an anchor man? <laughs> do I talk? <laughs> you do oh, sound like a little like an anchor man. You know what I'm saying? I want the man that talks to me when we're chilling in the room with a mic on. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Okay, all right, all right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. So, so we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. We're okay. gonna get real. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll put some details uh, up on on the uh, podcast description. Uh, I think we should set up an email or, or do our personal emails or yeah we should you know what let's keep email. this personal let's keep this personal I think it's gonna be a good start you know what I'm saying yeah. like I'm gonna put my personal email up there I don't know if Matt wants to put his up too we can yeah uh, you know what I'm saying and you guys can reach out to us man feel free to reach out uh, let us know what you're going through. Um, you know, we want to talk to you guys, man. We want to talk yeah. to people in recovery. Uh, and we're about the both, we're about both fellowships. I know I am. AA yes. and NA, um, and, and, and any other uh, addiction program, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's smart recovery, um, you know, I know they have a, a different mm. type of, of programming. Um, uh, but if you guys are working a program of recovery, uh, of any kind whatsoever, just let us know. We'd yeah. love to learn about it. We'd love to, love to learn about you. Um, you know what I'm saying? We'd love to talk to you, get to know you. Um, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We're out here in the desert of um, uh, SoCal in the Coachella Valley, DHS, Desert Hot Springs. Um, if you guys are local, um, you know, we can we can link up at meetings. Um, you know, we were talking about earlier over dinner about this when we started shooting the idea of the podcast. Yeah. You know, it's like we can if people are interested in coming on the show, we can interview you and, and ask you questions and just uh, and maybe not even not even interview. It's just like just have a, a just raw, a real yeah. you know, conversation about. I what, think that would be a great idea you know too. Saying? You know, because like you guys can share your story. You yeah, know? I know. I know. I intend of uh, uh, being of service. You know what I'm saying. Um, and you know, mm. we share the experiences of that you know taking up commitments at the. You know, uh, in the rooms of AA or NA, um, I I know the Give last not yeah. not the NA that meeting that I went to tonight, but uh-huh. I was there two Sundays ago, uh, and the convention for NA is yeah. coming up. You know, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I oh, think yeah, it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be in, uh, in SoCal, uh, and they're need they're, they're in need of people to help coordinate and, and do a lot of stuff. So I think I might there jump on that and see how that goes. Okay. Um, I invited you to the party. Yes. In a couple weeks for the anniversary for the sister rehab center that's in Palm Springs and that's, that's celebrating their second year of uh, that the rehab facility has been open and the way the Spanish speaking community uh, in AA works is a lot different than the English speaking community uh, but nonetheless the message is still the same 
Uh, and there's gonna be a big old party, um, and uh, Matt and I are gonna go hit it up. Yeah. Uh, it's a sober party. There's uh, there's gonna be food. There's gonna be music. Um, and you know, at the rehab facility that I was at, uh, mm-hmm. they teach you how to have fun sober, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and I think with that's other important. people, that's super important. Super you know what I'm saying? Important. They talk about, you know, I learned, and before we wrap up a little bit, you know, I think we're going to try to keep it, you know, under an hour yeah. uh, podcast episodes. I think that's a good mark. But they, you know, they taught me there that they, they, they call, they reference it, you know, they say, um, La Cruz de la Sobriedad, which means the sobriety cross. Okay. Um, and, and it entails um, program, work, uh, family, and fun. Oh yeah, you. You know what I'm saying. So so it's like they they teach you the fun part. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The 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 having a fun time in sobriety. Um, you know having experiences. While I was in rehab center, I had I had the opportunity to be a part of these anniversary events for the different sister awesome. uh, facilities uh, throughout the states. Uh, they took me to Atlanta. They took me to Denver twice uh, and New York once. You know what I'm saying? See, that's amazing. And, and, it, and it's great. Although, um, you know, I've been to those places um, outside of sobriety. Mm-hmm. I never really truly enjoyed them because I was either, you know, smoking weed or stressed out, you know, because yeah. you know, work took me there. Um, not really enjoying uh, the moment in real time. And this mm-hmm. time around, being at those places with the only purpose was to enjoy myself sober and be a part of the community uh, that helps save lives, bro, and meet other people that are in the same struggle, you know, our brothers and sisters of the same disease, It's it, it was fucking amazing, bro. So but in my experience, and again, this is just for me, uh, you know, I want to give you guys, you know, uh, let you guys know that God played a big part and still does and I think will always play a big part in my sobriety. Uh, so you'll probably hear me talk about God a lot and what he's done for me and my my sobriety that doesn't necessarily mean you uh guys may resonate with that again you know or, you or guys out of your understanding yeah exactly exactly that's 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 uh that's that's a point here you know you guys are entitled yeah. to to conceive a higher power uh, as you see fit you know what i'm saying we're we're not we're not shoving a specific God down your throat. I'm just talking about my experience and, and the God that, that kind of works works for me. And over the yeah. next episodes, I'm going to share about that. You know what I'm saying? Because I had to go through a point where I had to stop believing in that God that I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? In order to break free from the mental uh, constraints and the uh, unconscious resentment uh, of this ideal or idea of God that I, that I had. That wasn't serving me uh, any good, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I had to, I had to live that step two, like real and rough and raw, and it was scary, man. And thankfully, uh, you know, I was still in rehab, you know what I'm saying? Or else I think I would have relapsed if I wasn't yeah. in a controlled environment, uh, dealing with um the topic of of a higher power. Yeah. You know, um, and and we'll we'll get. That's into a that. tough topic. I it realize. is. It's a very sensitive topic, you know. But it's good also to talk about. It too. It, really it is. is. I mean, I know you got a lot to share on that topic because you know your Bible study yeah. um, that you're uh, that's been, taking that's right been out amazing. Is, is, it's part of your 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 family too, right? Yeah. You got siblings that that are that are on the religious side, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know, mm-hmm. you know, there's gonna be episodes where we share on that, and you know, the implications of in our siblings and their beliefs and how they they relate to us, and yeah. you know, um, you know, I'll be sharing about some experiences with with. Uh, uh, my siblings, um, some of them are really uh, painful and hurtful. Some of them are real raw and rough. Uh, but nonetheless, um, you know, it's something that uh, that needs to be shared. You know what I'm saying? And and I think, yeah, uh, I think so as, as we kind of venture this, 
um, you know, we'll, at least for me, you know, we're, we're going to take, um, we're going to be considerate and kind of work our program in all our affairs. And that includes, you know, uh, you know, thinking about uh, people that maybe listen to this podcast that know us that um you know we don't want to hurt people is what is what i guess is what mm-hmm. i'm getting at you know because yeah. you know part i think part of recovery is changing you know how we how we act yes, and what we do you know what i'm saying yeah. so be, being mindful of how we're going to share our experiences yes. uh with those people close to us that may have done damage to us mm-hmm. in one way shape or form and i only say that with me because that's that's part of my story mm. that's part of my story um, you know, uh, especially when it comes to um, the topic of sexual abuse as a child, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, and, and we'll be diving into those raw, real and rough topics, man, because, you know, it's part of it. It's mm-hmm. part of it. A lot of us go through those experience, man. And I, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, uh, I've, raw I've, topics. I've, yeah, I've, I've forgiven, um, I for, I have forgiven, um, and there's no need to revisit the past with the intention to hurt anybody else. Mm. All I'm doing is, uh, with courage, revisit my past to share my experience in hopes that others uh, can find the same peace, the same tranquility, uh, and, yeah. and the same release from what we hold on to. That mm. resentment that's, you know, in my understanding, is just venom for us. Yeah. Resentment is venom for us as addicts, alcoholics, man. So, uh, as we wrap up this first episode, you know, I think we, I think we're ending on a good note. Yeah, I feel I, good about it. I, you know yeah, I think that yeah. was a we'll, great we'll work on your your anchor podcast. talk. You yeah, my anchor talk. <laughs> <laughs> Next on Channel Seven News, come back. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah so, I'll fix that. <laughs> practice makes perfect. It sure does. You know what I'm saying? So. All right, guys. I mean, anything else you want to add, Matt, before we close out? Um, you know, if you listen this long, thank you, guys. That's seriously <laughs> some dedication to our first video. Yeah, you know, yeah, podcast. Yeah, and um, you know, uh, I'm super glad to do this with you, man. Yeah, this is gonna be here, awesome. It's gonna be yeah. great. But uh, thank you, guys, and um, yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome, yeah. Guys. Thank you, guys, and remember, um, pick up the phone before you pick up. Mm-hmm. Pick up the phone before mm. you pick up, all right? It's true. Because that's the only thing you can do right is just not pick up drugs yep. or alcohol if it's your problem, you know? Call somebody, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying? You know, hit up a meeting, um, you know, just ask for help. You just reach out. I know it's hard for us to do, but just just and pick see, up the phone, you know? See, yeah, it is. It is hard. But you know what? It gets easier if you start picking up that phone. You start going to the meetings because as soon as you start going to the meetings and you start picking up that phone, you get comfortable with it. Yes. So when those hard times come, you're co- you're comfortable in that situation to be able to call that person that you're familiar with or go to that home group meeting that you're comfortable yeah. in and you'll be able to speak. You know, so yeah, I agree with you. You know, get comfortable in doing those things because you and I did it. And it sure helps us. And, you know, we're going to give you guys tips on, you know, staying sober. Our tips. Yeah. You know, and, you know, all we want to do is help everyone. You know, help others. Yeah. So and if, and if you don't it. have a phone, or don't have access to a phone, or your phone's dead, well, the best then, thing you can do is just pray. Yes. It's just pray, pray. man. Just pray, um, and you'd be surprised. And build a relationship with your higher power. Yeah. You'd be surprised you can what, what can come of it. Um, so... All right, guys, we're going to check out soon. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you, guys. Again, my name is Ed. My name is Matthew. Thank you for listening to the 
Raw, Raw rough, rough, Real, Real Recovery, recovery podcast. podcast. And we'll work on that. Yeah, we'll work on that. <laughs> Good night, Later, guys. guys.